I'm Batman. Join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Good News Geek. I'm John, and with me is Matt and Scott. How are you going, guys? Uh, I believe you mean Proby. Sorry, the intern. That's what we got. Proby, do you reckon he's deserved a bit of a well, increase he, in status? He or? brought us drinks again today, so... Yes, he did. He brought Red Bull and even got me a sugar-free one, which I'm required to take. So that's good. Well done. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, Proby. You've now gone up a level. Now we won't keep shoveling crap on you and you know stuff yes, like that. We'll throw yeah. it. In. Well, we will, but perhaps we'll give you notice saying you know incoming or whatever, so you can prepare yourself. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah, that's right. Now, if you're wondering why we have put out this episode sooner, it's because my wife and I are going on a local holiday, and we won't be around at our usual publishing time. So congratulations and well done. So what's coming up in today's episode? Well, we've got a couple of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the news that's dropped for DC, which has just the most ridiculous name, which is DC Fandom. Fandom. Mm-hmm. Fandom. Uh, I guess. Chrome Dome. That's all I'm thinking when I hear it. I, I, I just, seriously, <laughs> I, I wonder how DC can make me like them even less. And, you know, <laughs> They're trying. They're trying real hard. real hard. We're also going to talk about the movie we talked about last episode, our retro rewatch, and uh, it was Labyrinth, which we all have watched. We yes. all sat down and watched it separately, not together. Uh, but we have all seen Labyrinth in preparation for tonight's episode. We are going to talk about Apple TV's Foundation, uh, which is a new sci-fi show designed and created by Apple. So, you know, big budget. Big budget. It It looks huge. We're going to talk about some unpopular opinions. Or at least one. At least one. We, well, we <laughs> might have another one. We've just uh, we've, we've just had a whopper drop in the uh, the pre-recording. Yeah, that's upset me a bit. Tell yeah, you. so mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we might talk about that later as well. Yeah. Uh, we are also going to talk about The Bad Batch. Maybe. Wonderful. We'll see. We'll see how we go. If we, if we have time, we'll yeah. sneak it in the end. Yeah. Uh, and we are also going to talk about the shiny bright new addition to your desk. <sighs> All that and more in today's episode. Like you said, Matt, there's a new addition into this room. There is a new addition and it's not the intern. It's not the intern, though he's still pretty green. He is. Yes. yes. He's less shiny than the other edition, though. (laughs) Yes. So um, you've placed onto my desk a beautiful rainbow-coloured pulsating computer. Yes. I was worried where you were going with that. Glad the computer (laughs) came next. Yes, you uh, you have your new computer finally, uh, much to the happiness of you and your wife, so she can no longer hear you complaining about not having your new computer, I believe. Yes, well, it wasn't the complaining. It was more just, oh, I can't wait, oh, I can't wait, like constantly. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm surprised she's still with me, to be honest. Yes, yeah, well, she obviously puts up with a lot, so... Uh, <laughs> Usually it does, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so tell us a bit about it, Matt. Yes, well, it's uh, it's bright and it's shiny. Uh, it's pulsating. It is pulsating. No, we've uh, I've I've decked it out in as much RGB lights as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got we've got some lights on the front, we've got some lights on the top, we've got lights on the inside. Your keyboard and your mouse sync up with it, so everything's uh, flashing in time. It's probably the most impressive thing in my room. And that's saying a lot because I have some impressive things you in do. here. You've got, you've got quite a lot of toys and the recording equipment that we're using. And actually the, the computer does tie in quite well with the recording equipment with the, the lights on it. So yes. uh, no, that's doing well. My Rodecaster Pro, mm. not sponsored, but is if, also <laughs> nicely lit up. But if you want to, Rode. <laughs> yeah, it Rode. I, I'm after for some, some reporter mics. So feel free to put them my way. Mm. But yeah, the the computer is now yeah up and running. It's currently running as we talk. In fact, in the background, uh, there were a few hiccups along the way, a few uh, little technical issues of some parts that uh, didn't arrive in time, some that arrived dead on arrival, 
and uh, some things that were just missing. But uh, that's sort of what you expect every now and then. But this we, happens. Uh, it, it happens. Life um, happens. The main issue is just that everything at the moment is so hard to get a hold of mm. that, uh, you know, getting the replacement stock or even getting things in stock is just a, a bit of a waiting process. But, uh, yeah, they've... Uh, They've been pretty good about getting everything through and you've been very patient and now you've got your shiny new toy that I'm assuming you'll probably be playing with until the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, well, obviously I have um, to put my account details on there, you know, with uh, Microsoft and whatnot and Mm -hmm. download all of that suite of software so I can edit this podcast. So, sorry, (laughs) so my wife can edit this podcast (laughs) and then I put it together and put the bells and whistles in. That's all I do. Well, that's it. When you might want to uh, get Steam on there and get some some games pre-downloaded. Absolutely. Yep, put it through its paces. Yes. Knowing that there is more RAM on the way. Yes, yes. One of the things that was dead was... uh, Half of the memory, so we're only running on 16 gig now, but we'll get you back up to that sweet 32 gig of RGB goodness soon. <laughs> Very good. But there's plenty of time for that, and I really do appreciate the effort and time you've put in. So please accept this gift pack as a token of our appreciation. Yes, there's uh, some looking, some some gaming goodies in here, some uh, some energy drinks and some snacks that will uh, undoubtedly keep me up at night, which is good because I'll probably be up anyway. Yeah, exactly. You may as well do it in style. That's it. I think they've done it, guys. Uh, DC has finally made me enthusiastic about something that they are doing. They have? They have. It gives me hope for the future. It does, but to be honest, you are pretty easily impressed. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's good. It's good to be easily impressed. Good to have that childlike mind. And then when I'm disappointed, I am forever jaded on that topic. This time, though, I think DC has done a lot of their undone a lot of their damage from previous because they've released a whole bunch of information on DC Fandome. So that's just a, that's an awful name. It is a terrible, terrible name. Is this the DC version of like the MCU or what is the Fandome? I think that's just the name of their event. So rather than going to Comic-Con, they've kind of had their own event where they just talk about all these wonderful things that they're doing. And it wasn't even held in a dome. Stupid. No, it is stupid. What an awful name. Anyway, DC, that's a bit of a fail. But coming up in 2001 and 2022, they've got some films and games coming out which look pretty darn good. So the first one is The Batman. Robert Pattinson, who is Scott's favourite actor, (laughs) will play play The Dark Knight. I've seen the the trailer, guys. Have you seen the trailer? Scott can't stop laughing. I've, I've, I've seen the trailer too, and I know Scott's seen it because he was going on about how Robert Pattinson, his favourite actor, is also the most handsome man in the world. Yeah, he said that it was scientifically proven yeah, that scientifically his face proven. is the most beautiful man's face ever. Yes. Uh <laughs> What colour's oh, red, Scott? <laughs> oh, I, I think he's sort of the same red as the recording button right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we have seen the trailer with the, with the supposedly handsome Robert Pattinson. I can't breathe. You know what I like most about Robert Pattinson's Batman? Is it his face? No. Yeah, that's Scott's favourite thing. That's Scott's favourite thing, definitely. My favourite thing is that, you know, it, a lot of it's taking place in dark scenes, so you mm-hmm. don't have to see much of his face. Oh, there you go. That's that is the <laughs> and he the, covers his face. He, he, he covers does. his face. He's, it's like he's the reverse pandemic, though, isn't it? He covers everything but his mouth. But his mouth, yes. So I he's he's so. been shiny, mm-hmm. and now he's dark. Mm-hmm. So full circle. Now he's just like it, it kind of cancels each well, other maybe out. That's of course, why he is a bat, though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That it could be why Perhaps he is so dark, though, because if he did get in the light, he would start sparkling again. So yeah, Exactly. So he's a dark knight yeah. because it protects his identity even further. So I looked at the trailer and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I yeah mean, I'm, I'm excited. I thought it was kind Somewhat. of more real looking. Like when you saw the, the Batmobile, it was like a, a normal car, right? Yeah. 
but souped up. Like you can see it had add-ons, mm. you know, like it, it had DLC. It had, had like chrome spinners, <laughs> you know? chrome spinners and a TV in the back. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, wrapped yeah. in continent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was like it just came from West Coast Customs. So yeah, uh, yeah, it looked really good. Exhibit was. I was going to say, is, is Exhibit going to be the new Lucius Fox? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know the way they've done that, it's not like too far out or fantasy. It's like this could potentially happen, which I, I kind of I think that's a pretty good approach. What do you guys think? There's not enough billionaires doing vigilante things in the world, so yeah. Could you imagine like Clive Palmer as a a superhero? <laughs> Yeah, come on, Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know that Elon Musk is going to become the super villain anyway. He's so. going to definitely be the villain. He, he he has a lair. That's why he's selling all of his properties. Yeah, he, he's got a volcano lair. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. No, I'm really excited about that one. So that, I'm not sure which date and specifically that's coming out, but I'm looking forward to it anyway. I mean, any kind of new movie that comes out at this stage, I'm pretty wrapped about regardless. Yeah, that's about it at the moment. Something new and shiny, even mm. if it's uh, new and sparkly, is a... Uh, <laughs> You know, worth having a look into. It hasn't been long since the last Batman sort of though. And I mean, the whole Snyder cut coming out, there's the old Batman back in that as well. So Batfleck. how's this all going to work? Batfleck, yeah. Batfleck. Well, that's an interesting thing. So I, I can't, uh, I'll talk about it in the flash coming up. So just put a pin in that. Oh, that's such a corporate thing to say. Let's just hold, whatever. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Let's circle back to that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. We'll come back around it. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks for your contribution, Matt. Well done. <laughs> you definitely work in IT. That's it. Wonder Woman 1984. The last Wonder Woman movie was pretty darn good. The last Wonder Woman was the best DC movie that has come out. Easily. Yeah, yeah, Very I agree with that. Obviously, I love the the last outing and the uh, new trailer looks pretty good. If you're not sure where to see it, you can find it on our Facebook page as a matter of interest. Uh, but it appears that her boyfriend, Captain Kirk himself, um, has come back from the dead. Yes, yeah. you know, as happens. Yeah, I mean, I thought this is Wonder Woman, not the Days of Our Lives or something like that. But uh, that'll be interesting to see how they work that in. And Kristen Wiig is playing a villain. Yeah, so mm. weird. She's What's up with that? The funny, ditzy... All I can think about is bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that awful scene where they all have awful, awful diarrhea. Um, <laughs> so that's all I'm going to be thinking about when I see her as a villain. So I imagine that her performance must be pretty good, hopefully, to be able to play that one down because not only is she acting the part, but she's also acting against people's expectations mm. in a movie. So it'd be interesting to Ho- see. Hopefully the talent just squirts out of her. <laughs> Come on, man. That was absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> There's Muttley in the corner over oh. there. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. The Bunch, of, <laughs> Bunch of children. <laughs> Shocking. Now, up, up after that, though, is The Flash. Let's move on before we get into the toilet humour too much. I didn't see a trailer until just now. Yes. Because I, I saw it being talked about uh, and that's all I kind of went through. Uh, there wasn't a lot in there. No. It was all pretty... It's a teaser. Uh, cryptic, yeah. It's a, very, yeah. it's a teaser. And um, what I understand, though, is that the Flash will be using time travel to make alterations to the DC multiverse. Yes. Okay, so um, this speaks to the thing that we touched on earlier about Flashpoint. how they're going to, you know, is this like an MCU mm. sort of thing? So yes and no, because what they're doing is they're combining all the standalone movies across time into a connected group without actually bounding it by all the it, same rules of a Is this how Kirk continuous, comes back alive? Sorry? Is this how Kirk comes back alive? <laughs> Maybe that's, Maybe. I guess that's not unreasonable to assume. Yeah. Potentially, because in the trailer, he has age, which she hasn't or something. I don't know. Anyway. Well, she just probably hasn't aged because she's Wonder Woman. So Yeah, and that's why she's wonderful. But uh, yeah, so 
it doesn't bind all the movies together. So they can have their own separate storyline yet still be connected because they're just happening in an alternate yes. reality or whatever the case, um, whatever you want to call it. So Michael Keaton's Batman will feature in some way, it's believed, mm. and that speaks to the whole thing about tying it in. So I'm not sure what their involvement's going to be like across all the different movies and whatnot, but I'm pretty stoked about that. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, he uh, he was a good Batman. He's a good Batman. When I told Scott about this, <laughs> right, he said, what, Keaton's your favourite Batman? Like I'm some kind of an idiot. Who's yeah. your favourite Batman, well, Scott? clearly it's going to be Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked the, uh, not not Affleck, the, um, what's the one before that? The, the dark, Christian the dark Bale? Dark. Christian Bale, yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. I yeah. mean, the, the, I really enjoyed Why does movies? nobody choose Clooney as their favourite Batman? Nipples. Nipples. <laughs> Bat yeah, nipples? Exactly. <laughs> in the credit card? No, no, no. no I like George Clooney, but I don't like him as Batman. No, he, that was and let's not discuss Val Kilmer. Mm. <clears throat> no, yeah. Yeah, no, Christian Bale, I thought it was uh, extremely good Batman. I, I thought, thought it was good. Those, the three movies? Yeah, three. Three. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. No, I thought it was All very three good. Were great. I thought it was very good. It was a different take on Batman. But when it comes to iconic Batman for me, Keaton was. My childhood Batman. Keaton's just an exceptional actor as well. Keaton yeah. was your childhood Batman and not Adam West? I'm not that old. Mm. I am a child of the 80s. Mm. Were, I, I was born in the 80s, really. Mm. I'm a child of the 90s, if that makes sense. Yeah. I had that tape on VHS, much like Star Wars and Robocop, and I just played it to death until the tape stretched out. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Now, you asked about Justice League, the Snyder Cut mm. earlier, Scott. Yeah. So I've seen the trailer. Oh, um, yeah. Let's talk about that because that looks super exciting. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> between you and Scott, I've got to say, first of all, you you love Robert Pattinson. What is up with that? And now you're – okay. <laughs> Justice League was just the worst. It was yeah. not the worst. It was the worst. Adding another cut to it is not going to make it any no, no, better. No, no. Justice League wasn't great. Scott, would you agree with that? I agree. Right. The, 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 I mean, the lips. Yes. The, okay. Yes. Lips aside, clearly lips aside. bad decisions were made. Yes. All right. That happens with any film. But what about Princess Leia in um, Rogue One? I love Rogue One, but I still get creeped out by that Leia. She still looks just on the edge of that uncanny valley. Not a big fan. The same with Tarkin. A bit creepy, like some kind of Halloween thing. But, you know, the the characters did need to feature because they are pivotal roles in that story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can forgive that. Matt, what did you not like about Justice League? I didn't like the villain. (laughs) <laughs> because they just grabbed a random villain that half the people weren't going to understand and made no sense to the storyline, who was also a terrible CG villain. Mm. If you want, he was shocking. He was shocking, and people forget that because then you go look at things like Thanos in Marvel and you're like, okay, that's a CG villain that actually looks like a person, a giant purple person. Um, <laughs> I see them all the time. But Steppenwolf just looked ridiculous. It looked like he wasn't there. It was people were acting to something that wasn't there. It was, it was essentially watching the prequels again and watching like Ewan McGregor react to a CGI General Grievous that just wasn't there. Or Jar Jar Binks. Or Jar do, Jar not, Jar Binks. do not insult my beloved Star Wars or Ewan McGregor. I'm not insulting you. Ewan Gregor. Ewan Gregor was awesome. He's but a, so I didn't, I didn't like, part of the I didn't like the villain. I didn't like the story. I didn't like the Flash and Superman's, you know, the Flash is running as fast as he possibly can to try to save these people. And Superman seven, eight minutes later goes, I'll go help them. I've caught up. You know, we know what bugs me about that scene. He picks up an entire apartment building, right? Yes. And his hands are like, I don't know how much area they take up, but do you know how much force he'd be exerting on such a spot? He'd just go straight through the building. Yes. But that's just my science head. I know I should leave that at the door. So other than the villain, the heroes and the story and the effects, there's, what's I, there not to love about that movie? 
Well, you know, maybe a, maybe a new cut will make it better. Well, I know the new cut, the villain's completely changed insofar as look and feel and probably quality of the effects. Well, we can only hope. Well, that's what was shown in the trailer. Obviously, trailers aren't reliable I sources. I thought they did good casting. I mean, I'm not huge on Ben Affleck as Batman, but it kind of looks better in the, the new trailer. But I really like Ezra Miller as The Flash. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we, we've already discussed uh, Wonder Woman. She's brilliant. Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a very can't go wrong human with yeah. Jason Momoa is very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a good cast. Like it's a good cast. It is, and a, I like Ben Affleck's good, Batman. It is good actors. It is a good cast, and I like most of and those they, actors individually. Which just shows to sh- it, it shows how bad the movie was that even a cast full of people that I like could not save it. But remember, it did have significant issues in the creation of that movie. It did where the creative uh, driver behind it had to depart because of tragic circumstances Mm -hmm. and someone had to come in and try and finish off their vision, Mm -hmm. which never works well. Yeah, also, and they they had to come in and finish off somebody else's vision under direct supervision by a studio who were putting in their own ideas. And that's always fraught with danger in a way. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that this is... um, I've seen... I follow Jason Momoa and... um, and Just down to the shops. Just just (laughs) hiding in the bushes. Oh my goodness, he's handsome. But no, on Instagram, and he, him and... Uh, what Superman is Robert Patterson? And, and Robert <laughs> Patterson? No. They were all super excited about the Snyder Cut. So they were the ones pushing yes, for it. Yes, they are also probably paid to say that. True. But they've been pushing for, again, for about Mark two Hamill years didn't now. really push Disney's agenda when he was talking about the movie <laughs> until they shut him up. Yes. Mm. Conspiracy. Mm. Maybe. It's not about 5G and coronavirus. <laughs> the conspiracy is Disney. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it because it promises to be something that's light at the end of the tunnel and for once it might not be a train. I'm just not going to watch it with Matt because he'll just sit there. Oh, he'll whinge about it for the whole oh thing. I'm glad that you guys are so excited. It's nice to see. <laughs> see how he condescends child, to It's it. nice to see the childlike joy in your faces <laughs> for something other than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> well, can't speak for Scott in that regard. I'll be naked when... The new Batman comes out. I can't. Ex- I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't. Want I don't even want to picture that. I'm a very visual person. Anyway, uh, moving on from movies down yes, to the games yes. now. This is probably something a bit more in your wheelhouse, guys. Yes. There's been a few games announced. Hmm. Yes. Yes. There's uh, the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights. Interesting. Did We've- you watch the trailers? Yes. A couple of things that sort of I'm interested in is that the Suicide Squad. One is made by Rocksteady Studios, which are the same people that made the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham. Yeah. Unfortunately, Arkham Knights. So you know, two out of three. I play <laughs> Arkham Knights actually. It's the one I didn't play. It's because it was just absolute dog when it came out. It was unplayable. Yeah. Um, it's been fixed since then, but when it first came out, it was just glitchy and laggy and just impossible. Well, I'm so, glad I didn't buy that one there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the first two awesome games. Awesome um, games. And that is in the same universe, or in that same Arkham versus, you know, they like to call things anything verse. Uh, so that's all based on that still. So a lot of the stuff that happened in the previous games will have an effect on what happens in this one. Funnily enough, Gotham Knights, not. Uh, not part of that universe. Not part of the universe. You think it is uh, because the trailer starts off with a recording of Bruce Wayne, Batman saying, if you're seeing this, I'm dead, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Boring, boring, boring. Uh, and at the end of... Uh, <laughs> you hard to please. Yeah, at the end of Gotham Knights, uh, at the end of Arkham Knights, he supposedly kills himself, supposedly. So you do sort of, and the naming convention, you think it, it is a sequel. It's not, apparently. It's not in the Arkhamverse. It's just a standalone game. So yep. we have yet another universe of DC games. <sighs> um, but we're, uh, we're very heavy on the DC tonight, oh, aren't yeah. we? 
Well, oh. that's not much news has come out, so yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what we're on. But yeah, so it looks interesting. Graphics look good for both of them. What, what did you think? Uh, I didn't. Intern? I haven't look. I because I haven't played the last Batman games and stuff. I haven't been huge on the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Birds of Prey mm-hmm. that much. The movie. I didn't even go see it. No need. <laughs> um, I I liked the Suicide Squad movie. I thought it was okay, but not great. It's just that arc. It's just never been a big thing for me. However, the Gotham Knights kind of looks cool. Yeah, it does. Looks it has the uh, all the Robins essentially. You've got the yeah. uh, you've got Robin, you've got Nightwing, you've got um, Red uh, Mask and Batwoman. Um, and Batwoman. Hmm. No, it looks good. But like you said, it's standalone. Maybe that would make it better. It's not relying on anything else. They can have their own storyline. It is. I'm, I'm interested to see sort up. of what the gameplay is like because the combat in all the Arkham games uh, was it was great combat. Yeah. Um, the the good. active dodging and just the free flowing combat, which is then moved into games like the the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, um, yeah. those sorts of games. Uh, it was fantastic. So if uh, if the Suicide Squad one has that going for it, that's awesome. And hopefully the Gotham Knights has that too. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the gameplay of that will be like. So if they uh, bring out a game based on the best actor in the world's version of Batman, you'd be all into that, wouldn't you? Uh Yes. Particularly if it's voiced by him, the one and only. <laughs> oh, dear. So there is a lot to look forward to. There was also um, an announcement for, for the cast for The Suicide Squad. Yes. Which is a... Not to be confused with Suicide Squad. Yes. Or The Suicide Squad game. Yes. Um, this is the movie that's coming out, which is a... Well, it's a sequel, kind of, but not really. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a sequel. It's a yeah. sequel light. So there's some there's some recurring characters <laughs> sequel, played yes. by the same actors, but it, yeah, it is kind of a sequel light. What I found amazing, I didn't realise this, is that Peter Capaldi is in it, mm. um, the 12th Doctor. Huh? So I love Peter Capaldi. I think he's a great actor. So I wasn't going to Is Margaret worry. Robbie's in it again, but yeah. who else is? Uh, Captain Boomerang or whatever his name is. Is he in um, again? Australian actor. I like him, Australian. Yeah. yeah, he's a good actor. I he was in um, Spartacus. He was. Yes. If you say so. Yeah, I, I just thought wasn't going to bother, but now that Peter's in it, and uh, there's quite a few big names. I saw um, John Cena. Yes, he's Wait, in who's it. who play? Because oh, he's not in the trailer. He plays John Cena, <laughs> the peacemaker, a character called the peacemaker. Okay. So, uh, from what I've heard, is that. Um, because these are all anti-heroes, right? Yes. It can easily get become a very dark film. That, Like the first one was a bit macabre. Yes. But this one is going to be a bit more playing on that comedic side of it. Right. Um, I'm not sure if you recall the interactions with all the anti-heroes in the video game, mm-hmm. Kill the Justice League. I imagine there's going to be a lot more of that kind of banter, which is kind of what you see those movies for. Yeah. Because they're doing some- Who's th- playing the um, Will Smith's character? I, yeah. I don't think he's in it. No, he's not the character it, at all. No, I I thought Will Smith did a good job in it. No, you didn't like it. Well, I didn't like the movie much. No, no, did I? But I thought he was the only saving grace for it. To be honest. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't he's actually a big actor. Though, I don't recall, but to, to be honest, because it's just kind of like, oh yeah. Speak, I've, I've seen that. Of Scott having nothing but unpopular opinions. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. So um, look, there's a lot coming out of the DC fandom. There is. Uh, so that's good. It gives us something to look forward to, which we haven't had a lot of that. So Yes, uh, things are looking pretty bleak lately. So, you know, let's uh, cheer ourselves up with some dark, gritty Batman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, why don't you drop us a line on our Facebook page and tell us what you're looking forward, forward to most out of the announcement DC has made. So I've um, been disturbed. 
greatly. You have felt a disturbance in the force? I've felt a disturbance in David Bowie's pants. Uh, I, you felt it? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know if I would admit to that uh, <laughs> quite so readily and openly. Look, it's not Pit, Rabbit, Rabbit Potten. Oh, my God, I can't even say his name. It's, it's just it's, thinking about him makes my brain go haywire. I thought it was because you were still thinking about David Bowie's pants. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I'll just stop on that line of um, uh, inquiry. So the movie Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Retro rewatch. A classic, classic film. A classic Amazing film. When did it come out? 1982, 85? When, did, when was it? Uh, it was early 80s, right? Yeah, it would have been early 80s because Sarah Connolly, Sarah Connolly, Sarah is her character name, Jennifer Connolly, um, <laughs> was relatively young and she was born in like, I think, 1970. So, right. So it'd be, it'd be like mid 80s. So that, that main character, her name's Sarah, is that? Her name is Sarah. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. The acting. It is pretty weird. It is awful. Do you know what though? David Bowie with those crispy balls. (laughs) Matt's been, he's injured. I'm wounded. (laughs) Wounded. Yeah, the the David Bowie crystal ball, uh, just incredible. I want to know how to do that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's all I want to know in life is just how to do that. Did he have a stunt double for that? (laughs) No, no, you see him face on a few times. But there was a few shots from behind where he's doing like extra stuff, like changing hands and that, and you're pretty sure that was someone else. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. Can you do any of it? No, shut up. So what, what, I watched it. We what, all watched yeah, it. Yeah, what did you think? Tell me your thoughts. All right, let me just, I'll, I'll put this out there and perhaps we can just take it in turns, mm-hmm. okay? Sure. Okay, the acting, Vomitus, by that lovely lady who I'm sure is a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. She was robotic mm-hmm. in her delivery. Like It was almost like she was the host of a nighttime talk show and she was reading off of cue cards. That's how well her lines were delivered. Uh, I like the story though, um, but I think the execution was a bit clunky. Um, now, I'm not commenting on David Bowie's performance. It's iconic. He's iconic. And he does look like um, one of the cats from the musical. Um, no, the cats from the musical look, look like, like him. him. Yes, the David Bowie cat. A good family movie. I like that there was a good moral to the story. Don't give away your children if you don't mean it. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she went on a, a journey. Like, for, for instance, initially she was like, oh, screw this kid. It sucks. You know, we've all been there. We're mm-hmm. dads. We know what that's mm-hmm. like. Right. You were just shaking in your head in the corner there, um, <laughs> Proby. You know, and then she wishes away the kid, but then she has to go on this mammoth momentous journey. She faces hurdles along the way and she continues to sacrifice for that goal and she gets the baby back. So I like that there was a journey there. There was a great journey, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's not get too into the effects and stuff, but, you know. So my three-word review, which we said we'd all come up with, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, and our score. Cod piece, please. Mm-hmm. Three bowies and tight pants. Out of how many? Five. Out of five? Okay. Proby. Uh, okay, this so should be good. was Puppet's Traumatised Child. <laughs> <laughs> you know that there's that scene where they're all dancing around the baby? Yeah, yeah. Like that baby is genuinely screaming in terror and they're all jumping around and having a laugh at it. That child probably scared of puppets for now. I mean, not even just the puppets, but like David Bowie. Yeah. Really He's is. pretty scary looking. He's yeah. pretty scary looking, especially at that height. <laughs> True. It's a pretty traumatic movie, let's be honest. No, it is. No. So I, what, what did you think of the movie? Like, what, what was your star rating? One. One, one David Bowie. One David Bowie. Like why, so, why do we invite him here? <laughs> he's, he's had nothing but unpopular opinions. <laughs> you know, no, so I, I watched this movie as a child and I liked it. <clears throat> I remember liking it because when we talked about it last week, the other week, I thought, yes, Labyrinth, that's great. I haven't seen it in so long. I love that movie, blah, blah, blah. I watched it again. I thought, 
I need more drugs for this. I think. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. ones you're already on aren't enough? No. no it wasn't. <laughs> I was oh, uh, bored and the storyline. Yeah, I actually crazy. fell asleep at one point. The only reason I scored it so high was because it had a good moral to the story. It did, yeah. And so it has everybody. David Bowie in it. It has David Bowie in it who does the songs, which are fantastic. Correct. The music in it was pretty good. It has a good story. It has... Um, tight pants. It has tight pants. It has Jim Henson. Jim Henson's puppets. Yeah, but it hasn't aged well though, has it? Of course. It's it's all physical effects. But you see... Like, okay. You go Jim, back and watch the original Dark Crystal yeah, and you tell me if it I haven't well. seen it. I haven't seen it. I have. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, for the same reason. But that being said, like puppets in movies, they have their place. Star Wars, Frank Oz, right? Frank Oz was in this. It, he was. I did see that credit. It was also produced by Lucasfilm. Didn't did make it. it. Star Wars did it. So <laughs> that being said, like I love the Muppets because it's a movie that pokes fun at itself as well. Like it's irreverent. Is that the word I'm looking for? That is a word. Yep. I don't know if it's one you're looking for, but it is a word. Well, we'll say that word mm. and then someone can check me and they can at me probably. Yeah. I love that. But this one, I don't know, I just kind of went, a bit, mm-hmm. a bit, a bit. Why don't you tell me about it? Why don't you be What's your three word the happy review? one for a well, change? You, you didn't give us your three word review, did yeah, you? Yeah, it said puppets traumatised child. Oh, that's right, yes. Well, my three word review I gave you guys last time, which is Bowie's tight pants. Bowie's tight pants. Uh, that's all you need to know about the movie. <laughs> now, I mean, if I'm if I'm honest, you, you are correct. The acting is not great. Jennifer Connelly was very young in it, though. She would have yeah, yeah. only Absolutely. been teens. I have a fun fact about Jennifer Connelly. Now. Sure. Now that you've just Googled it. Yeah. No, no, I Googled it. Yes, he did tell me this when he arrived. Yeah. I can so testify to that. You know, in the new Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. With the superior um, Spider-Man. Yeah. The superior Spider-Man. You know, when he unlocks, they unlock his, they get rid of the baby monitor program mm-hmm. out of it. And and the voice. And yeah. it's the Karen. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was. I good. didn't know that. I was blown away by that. Mm. Factoid. Um, Karen. Yes. Yeah. Karen's not a good name these days. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I, I like the music. There's a lot of good music in it. I think there's a good story. Like you said, there's a good arc in it as well. Um, you know, she learns the importance of her family and, you know, at the end is, you know, a better person for she her journey. She learns the importance of her family within four minutes. She says, I hate this baby. Oh, I need the baby back. It's happened, but, but I wonder if that minutes. started out of obligation initially. Yeah, but the further she got in, the more she had to sacrifice. The further she had to go. Exactly, and and she grew as a person as well. She learned yeah. more about herself. You know, the the final. You know, you have no power over me, and then suddenly, oh, I'm back, and you know, it was probably all a dream anyway. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. Nightmare. Uh, yeah, the the music <laughs> is great. The the you know Jim Henson. I love Jim Henson puppets, so I, I'm happy to see that. Um, yeah, the acting is definitely not great. I'd give it <laughs> three and a half to four out of five. Ooh. Oh, you're um, I know what you're getting for Christmas. I'm normally the positive one and overrate everything. I just <laughs> you can't do it in this one. I can't. I am I am a it. huge Bowie fan though. I love his music. So, so do I. So am I. That's why I found it so hard to watch the movie because I really <laughs> like it. I really like his performance in it. But that's almost it. That's almost it. I I couldn't. I was like, hey, David Bowie. Every time his scenes came on, and then the rest, I was like, ugh. <laughs> That's pretty Sorry. sad. Also, the baby needed a haircut. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was I feel probably really abused bad for that baby because it was baby. so scared. Yeah. So, in more looking into the themes of the movie, mm. I did want to cover this. So, I don't know. I'm just. I have a question here that I wrote, and I want to ask you guys. See if you can perhaps give me some insight. But is it rare these days for a movie? 
to be a, a vehicle to make a statement on morality. So, for instance, this movie had a good moral to it, right? Mm-hmm. Is it these days, rather than about morals and being a good person or whatever, is it more a political tool making more specific commentary on social issues these days? Like, because it used to be, that used to be a nice moral story and that was pretty as deep as it would get. Now it's more political. Yes. Yeah, so making political, political statements. Yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, half the movies are that, half the movies are a remake of something that was made 10 years ago. There's there's not much new going yeah. on. Yeah. And I just I wonder if that, as time goes by, whether that will tend to date these movies quicker because rather than being kind of like a universal moral at the centre of a mm. story, it's a time-based political statement. Mm. I don't know. That's just I'm one thing. I'm looking forward to the movies like in the next couple of years where it's like, where were you during the COVID pandemic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there haven't been an eruption of pandemic you know, movies. Yeah, well, I know that the, the like the TV networks are showing things like Outbreak and yeah. whatnot, you know, things that are currently existing. Do you think they'll ever make a film that's based on yeah, COVID or the, is it too soon or too... No, they will. And The Rock will be the main character who <laughs> kills a bunch of people and he's the soul and America saves well, the, the day. The problem with it is the though, the movie <laughs> the movie's just going to be, oh no, there's a pandemic. We need to get rid of this pandemic. And then 70% of the rest of the people are going, no, nah, I don't believe it. It's <laughs> going about their daily it's lives. conspiracy. Yeah. You know, they're not wearing masks <laughs> and saying 5G causes all sorts of illness. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was interesting because it reminded me of like movies used to always have, like particularly kids movies or family movies. Family movies always have some sort of, you know, central moral, a story it was telling beneath the story. And I just think, I'm thinking of like Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It was kind of more of a political sentiment underneath oh, everything. All the three were, the, yeah. the sequels. Yeah. And I know that, um, like for instance, um, Picard had a lot of uh, political undertones, which is normal for Star Trek mm-hmm. because they do comment on current social issues. The next generation did it. So, you know, you're kind of used to seeing it there. But uh, yeah, I just I just thought about that in regards to, in, in terms of movies that's something that you don't really get a lot these days like if you see a family movie these days it's a bit more frivolous and fun just for laughs there'll Um, always be like a a sacrifice somewhere to save the day to be you got to be the good guy sort of thing yeah but besides the save like sacrificing to save your family there's never a bigger sort of feeling to it like you say moral well Well, the the question is what's the next movie going to be then that might be something you have to think about the next rewatch hmm because as you said, the you know is is this a thing that was indicative of movies made at the time of this movie, or is you know is it dated because of the the themes of this, or is this you know what we're going to find in the next movie if the next movie is mm. you know around this time period? Depends on how retro we're getting here. Well, color, I think, is the first requirement, <laughs> so and I don't some mean of us don't colorized. Some of us don't see color. <laughs> no, some people don't, and that'll be men. But I don't mean colorized. But uh, definitely in colour will be good. So how about we leave it to you, our listener? Why don't you jump on our Facebook page and tell us what we should watch for our next retro rewatch? I doubt that. So going from talking about morals in movies to something that probably is going to be some kind of strong politically, socially oh boy, yes, this will. charged science fiction is Apple TV's foundation based on Isaac Asimov's novels. Mm-hmm. Now you guys have just watched the trailer. Yes. Are you intrigued? Very, actually. I thought it, you can tell straight away that the budget is massive. They've thrown <laughs> It's going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. It looks, they, just the trailer looks. They probably sold oh, an extra really? 20 iPhones to make this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it looked movie quality. Mm. Oh, looks stunning actually to be honest i haven't besides watching that trailer know nothing about it 
Absolutely nothing. Never read the books. Plan to, actually. But I haven't for a long time, but I've got the general gist of how everything goes in my head. But yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see. I have no idea on the storyline, the arc, nothing. No no clue. But well, the trailer. Yeah. Oh, it's hooked. really. Yeah. It's got me hooked within yeah. what that the, the two minutes of the trailer. Yeah. And there were some good actors in there too. Yeah. So that's obviously going to, yeah, actors are your base really. Now, just as a, a brief summary, it, it is based on a series of books. Mm. Uh, Foundation is set in the future um, where our world, Earth, is barely remembered because humans have colonised the galaxy. Um, the book introduces Harry Seldon, a brilliant visionary and psycho-historian whose job it is to use maths and like probability to predict the future. And when he makes some predictions that the governing power don't like, things uh, go pretty bad for them. So I wanted to try and find a summary where I didn't spoil anything or have to read a massive book or something. That's the best I could do. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously it looks great. Like the production quality I'm a, is... I'm a bit worried because of everything with COVID. That yeah. will be pushed back a long time because it looks like they want to perfect everything because it looks stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of... A lot of projects have been pushed back. Mm. If they use the time well, it could be a good thing. Most like movie production and and TV shows are back almost full on now in America. So yeah. I was looking at something just this morning actually about that, where most people back, most actors and whatnot are back to work now. Yep. Obviously, they have strict precautions, and almost every day they're doing daily tests, okay. COVID tests. And stuff. Yep. If anyone's sick they're out for the day. So that was kind of interesting, but it looks like most uh, studios are back in full swing. So yeah. good news for probably this time next year. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Any kind of content at this point, I have a current mm-hmm. free subscription because I am one of those suckers who bought an iPhone mm-hmm. and with it came a, f- a free subscription. Yep, there's another one in the corner over there. Why do I talk to you people? <laughs> I know you're an Android boy. I, I just wanted a change. That's all. I'm changing. I'm changing my Samsung to the new Samsung Note 20 when it comes. And my brother just got a new phone. So he's always been Android. He's always been Samsung. He just got the new iPhone 12 or whatever it is. Scott, I know your brother. This is not an endorsement for Apple. (laughs) I know that. but (laughs) Does he hate it? No, he says it's so much easier to use. It it is. It is so simple that children and old people can use it. I'm not surprised you've just bought one, Ben. (laughs) Poor Ben. I hope you're listening, Ben. How you doing, buddy? Well, if he wasn't, he's going to have to now. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, really looking forward to that. And I'm actually interested in reading the books. Uh, You've read them, have you, Matt? I read them a long time ago. Okay. High school. You might not be able to comment on this, but is it worth, like, would it make a difference reading them now before it comes out or? I was thinking the same thing, but I kind of worry that it would then spoil it Mm. because it's not going to be. I do tend to find that with... uh, that movies or shows that have come out from yeah. book series, which the sometimes you're like, better. you're like, oh, I'm so excited for this because, you know, the books are so great. And then you watch it and you're always disappointed yeah. as, a, as a reader or whatever, you always tend to have that image in your head. Yeah. So I've, the characters might, should be looking like. Yeah, or, or, or you'd like they change parts of the yeah, story the or like change, time, change. change times around or just change themes altogether. So I've got a rough remembrance of, of what the story is and sort of how it should go. So I'm happy to go into the movie and just, you know, see how that plays out. And then I might go and reread the books afterwards. But I'm worried if I read it again first, it's going to taint the uh, the show. Good point. Well, I'll go into it a virgin then and watch it fresh when it comes out on Apple TV, not sponsored. This next section is unpopular opinion. Now, 
We should just rename this to Scott Scott has something in his head and he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Look, I didn't put anything on the plan because I I couldn't come up with anything last night. But then this this comedy writes itself. Then Scott sent all these messages of all the different nonsense he has stuck in that (laughs) capsule um, between his ears. (sighs) Where we start, obviously... He likes Robert Pattinson. He likes, he's the best actor in the world. He never said he was he, the best. Actor. No, he sorry, never, he was the most beautiful. Yeah, he, he never said he was the best. He said he was the most handsome. And, and I didn't got a big say man that. Crush on him. Lad Bible did. <laughs> Lad Bible. Well, I'm sure if Lad Bible says it, it has to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the rules. Uh, <laughs> I read it on the internet. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, the internet is definitely incontrovertible. So, do you want to reveal something? I don't remember what I said. You have to tell me, and I'll uh, I'll uh, debate with you. Well, you won't debate with us because you'll be wrong, but you okay. can you can try to defend your I will defend, defend your opinion. position yeah. while we point and laugh and say mean things. So, unpopular opinion. Mm. You have many. Yes. Proby. Apparently. I think I'm right. But we want to hear from you, our listeners. Do you have an unpopular opinion that we should know about in our next segment, next time we come together and discuss it? If you don't, we will continue to pick on Scott. Um, but yes. We thought John, maybe, John or I, we, we think we we'll, maybe we'll get together in secret. Um, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a full members meeting. Uh, no no probies or interns. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a vote. Um, no, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll discuss um, some counter arguments to make sure we properly educate you. Yeah, yeah. So he's put us on notice with a whole bunch of things. We have a lot of ammo <laughs> for Scott, um, but we we need to prepare ourselves, don't we, Matt? This sort of thing needs to be done right. It, it does. We can't uh, we can't half heartedly explain to him why he's so incredibly wrong. No, exactly right. I'm just a positive person, I guess. <laughs> but if you have something you think will uh, beat out Scott's many issues then please touch base with us on our Facebook page and uh, maybe you can be the butt of all of our jokes. Well, I think that just about wraps us up today. It was a bit of an early episode. It was early, yeah. We've uh, we've come out a couple of weeks early um, to the uh, the cheers and joy of our listener. <laughs> Wait, Scott's now part yeah. of the team. Oh, man, we've got no listeners anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there is going to be a little bit of a longer wait between this one and the next one, but I'm sure you guys can hang on without us. That's right. Just re-listen to this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thanks for joining us today. I've been John and you've been... I'm Matt. And... Proby. Exactly. He's learned his place. That's right. Make sure you join us at the next episode of Good News Geek. This podcast is produced by a small yet dedicated team. Good News Geek is not a revenue-generating enterprise but a labour of love. Content curated by Matt and John. Social media by Matt and John. Edited by Yolanda and John. Music supplied by purpleplanet.com and fezlianstudios.com. And as Ray Bradbury said, science fiction balances you on the cliff. Fantasy shoves you off.